Welcome back to another very special episode. Every single episode special, you guys know that. Joining me today, James Klug, King of Streeters, as I call him, Cosman Zerdza, King of True North, TNC.News. How are you guys doing today? Good. How are you, Andrew? This is just a handsome group. I'm going to say it right now. We're winning an award this year for most handsome podcast. Uh, the first thing I want to talk to you guys about, I was checking up on what everybody's talking about these days, and the first thing that popped up was this Navy safe space thing. Um, the Navy's making it so gender-affirming, you know, pronouns and everything is going to be inclusive in the Navy. We've got so much stuff going on. First of all, have you guys, have you guys seen that story? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. horrifying. <laughs> We've got the, so much stuff um, from the U.S. military in particular coming out these days. Stuff focused not on warfare or supply or winning any battles. Cosman, I'll go to you first. Like, what do you, where do you think this is coming from? Why do you think that a, an arm of the military feels the need to be inclusive of probably something that's, I'm going to guess, less than 0.1% of the actual soldiers in the military? Yeah, for sure. I definitely don't think this is coming from the rank and file. Uh, just like in Canada, it comes top down straight from the administration. They're pushing ideology into almost every sector of society, particularly the military. And as you said, you know, they're not focusing on the things that matter, you know, properly equipping our soldiers. They're trying to indoctrinate uh, the entire military. And I, I think there is probably some resistance within ordinary soldiers, but the command seems to go along with it. Yeah, and I remember the, I, I don't know if it was a, who was it, James, that said that they need to focus on white fear or, or something to that regard, do you remember that? And then there's the admiral, uh, the transgender admiral. Where do you think this stuff comes from? Do you think that there's concerned effort, as Cosman said, to you know, sort of make normalize this throughout every American institution? Well, the left dominates in the United States, and I'm sure we can say the same thing for Canada as well, but the left in the United States dominates pretty much every single institution, even the private sector when it comes to tech, but specifically, uh, let's say the military. Spot on, this stuff is coming from top down. Nobody in the military is asking, like, you know, <laughs> nobody's, nobody's asking for this stuff. No, this isn't in high demand. The goal of the military is to pretty much be a blank slate warrior for the United States uh, that's, you know, shaved head, uh, you know, don't go showing off all your tattoos being unique and special and different and all that. You are an American soldier and pretty much when it comes down to it, your main goal is to be prepared at any given moment to stomp on the necks of your enemies. I mean, that's really what it is. And, uh, I mean, this stuff, it, they're, they're shoving this down the throats of everyone across the board in the United States. Nobody in schools is asking for it. Nobody in the military when it comes to lower rankings is asking for it. It's coming from top down and that's it. I'm glad you mentioned the school stuff because Cosman, when I was reading through some of your recent articles, um, there's a school or is it the school district, Waterloo in Ontario, James? Um, they're, they're changing their dress code to, I don't know how I can properly phrase this, to be more exposed or something. Can, can you elaborate on that? Because I don't think that people know that this stuff is going on around here. Sure. So to uh, put it into perspective, dress codes up until pretty recently uh, prohibited things like showing your midriff, uh, showing your cleavage, uh, showing uh, an exposed back or, or bra straps, uh, etc. But several districts throughout Ontario and uh, I, I presume other parts of the country 
have changed that dress code, citing equity and diversity <laughs> and uh, anti-discrimination to allow students, you know, up underage students mostly, to do things like expose their cleavage and midriffs. Um, it's it's quite astounding, and I, I suspect a lot of parents aren't even aware of these dress code updates. I'm not sure whether they're going out and sending newsletters or memos to the parents when these changes get approved, but that particular policy with the Waterloo Region District School Board, which, by the way, is a very uh, egregious, uh, woke school board that has tried to shove equity, diversity, uh, etc., down down the uh, mouths of parents and students. So th they they developed this draft policy that is currently being debated and and put through. And as I mentioned, there's quite a few school boards in Ontario that have already adopted such a policy. Is there some sort of reasoning beyond it somehow being equity and inclusion based, or is does it literally stop short there? It's all nonsense reasoning. It's uh, couched in all these ideological terms about how the dress code before presumably um, discriminated against women or gender fluid people, which it seems very astounding. You know, I went to a Catholic high school. We all had to wear a uniform and it was quite strict. You couldn't roll up your pants. You couldn't roll up your sleeves. So I, I think the the school, uh, there's already enough distractions today in school and, and uh, exposing uh, young kids is, is sets a dangerous and, and quite troubling precedent. Yeah, it's really it, weird when, when we focus <laughs> on let's let these kids show their bodies off. What were you going to say, James? I was just going to say, I mean, it's objectively creepy and every <laughs> any normal sane person can agree on that. And I think whenever they're, whenever you know, the left just across the board, whether it be Canada, U.S., there's a similar, a similar play here, and that's, hey, this is objectively creepy. Let's say it's about equality and everybody will be afraid to challenge it because you don't want to challenge equality. So they, I think they're just getting away with more and more and more and seeing how much they can get away with when it comes to sexualizing children, whatever it may be, under the, the you know, this, this, this Trojan horse that is equity and equality. Well, did you guys see this recent uh, drag queen video with uh, silicone fake boobs? And there's a ch there's probably like a three year old there with her its grandmother. I don't know if it was a little boy or girl. And then the drag queen has to cover up, and everybody thinks it's so funny. And oh, grandma thinks it's hilarious that so there's a small child there. And uh, I I I'm struggling with the is the blowback at an all-time high or is it an all-time high of a push or is it just you know the culmination of everything that's been happening over the last few years you guys think like do you think we naturally came to this point or do you think that actually some group of people are saying let's see how far we can make it with this i i think it i think it's actually a little bit of both i think they've been working on trying to gain ground for the last couple decades and i say this all the time but it's so true i mean uh, the, the the conservatives or just maybe even just normies, whatever it may be, has always been saying, hey, just leave me alone and, and I'll leave you alone. And, and, and while they've been saying that for the last couple uh, decades, there's been an agenda that's been growing within certainly within the United States. And and that's, you know, seeing how much they can get away with when it comes to uh, now we're at a point where there's uh, grown men shaking their asses at a drag show with children present with fake boobs flopping around everywhere. It's completely <laughs> inappropriate. It's, it's 
I don't know what on earth these parents are thinking. It's, it's insane that they're even allowing it, but this is the thing. These people are in this world where, hey, if you bring your kid to that drag show, you'll be at the peak of equality and equity, and you can show that off to your friends. And uh, I think a recent thing has been a lot of conservatives or just, again, normal people are exposing this on social media, whether it be libs of TikTok on Twitter. These are relatively new pages that are exposing this absolute madness that's been happening and, and has been happening in the United States for probably a few years now, but is really just now being seriously exposed. I don't think they've had to actually face questioning on this before. I think this is sort of the first time where people have actually started to talk about these issues especially to the people directly. I'm, uh, I was watching this YouTube channel the other day, I forget the man's name, but he's a gender scholar, he calls himself. And he's at the University of Portland and he's got this game he sets up where he puts out five lines in front of him and he says, do you agree with uh, genders as social construct? Neutral, strongly agree, somewhat disagree, that sort of stuff. And before he can even you know, play his game with anybody, um, social workers at the university who are studying social work are yelling at him from a rooftop. They come down, they don't even want him to be able to ask the question. And he says, okay, what can I do to make this okay for you? And they say, add a question mark at the end of your question instead of uh, there's only two genders, I think it was. And he's like, okay, I'll add a question mark. Does that make it okay? And they're like, no, of course that doesn't make it okay. You need to do all of these things. So I don't think there's any point where a lot of these groups or people are comfortable with defending this position unless they're actually, you know, for lack of a better term, forcefully brought up to them. Like they're not going to be able to go out and, and speak on this, like no one's going to ask them about them on The View or on Stephen Colbert or anything. And I think it's kind of, like, I don't want anyone to assault anybody, but it's past time where people are actually being like, what are you doing here? Why are you here? Why are people supporting this? I don't know. In any event, have you guys heard that Elon Musk's son is transitioning? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really, really quick. I, I did Go want to ahead. touch on really quick, Andrew. Um, your point. Yeah, I know we brought this up previously, but uh, when it comes to schools, it is one hundred percent true that that a lot of families uh, they might not be paying too much attention to what's going on in the schools. So a lot of social media is exposing this craziness nowadays. But these teachers, sorry, these parents, these families across the board the overwhelming majority aren't asking for this stuff again this is coming from top down and these people that are forcing this on you very few people are asking for it yeah and uh i don't know where the again the desire comes from to do this cosman you want to jump in on that like why why the focus on children like this it's hard for me to not go to a place where it's like you want people to grow up to be more like you and to be more accepting of drag queens and transgender norms, I guess you can call them in their world. But why the focus on drag queen story time, bringing kids out to pride parades, bringing them into bars and stuff like that? I mean, part of it is indoctrination, right? When you capture the minds of the youth, you, you capture the next generation uh, and presumably they'll serve you well and continue to spread uh, your ideological goals. I think you guys hit the nail on the head, though. Uh, it's definitely been accelerating, and I, I think we're blessed to see more conservative-leaning um, media outlets, voices online and on social media, bringing attention to this, because although it's been happening for some time, you never really saw news stories. You never really saw those uh, social media clips, and now it's all over the place, so it's very hard to ignore. And as leftists and progressives usually do, they never uh, question their motives or what they're doing 
uh, whether it's wrong or right, they double down and only accelerate their agenda even further. And when they're left to justify, as we've seen with that uh, wonderful Daily Wire documentary with uh, Matt Walsh, What is a Woman? They're totally bamboozled. Like they, 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 you see the cogs working in their head uh, and the smoke coming out of their ears when they're confronted with simple questions and they really have no answer. And the only thing they can resort to is go full steam ahead or uh, attack your character or, or whatever. Yeah, it's a common theme I'm seeing. And even in that video that I'm forgetting the name of, I'll, I'll throw it up after, but it, it's anything but trying to answer the exact question. This guy's asking for definitions and they say, what do you even care for? Why are you even doing this? You, you actually care about the trans community? Like, what's your point out here? It's like discussion can't actually happen unless you're advocating for the thing these people believe that believe in. And that's a really weird place to be because if you're right, then why can't you defend it? I don't know. And uh, it, it gets to a really weird point in Canada as well. Um, I'm sure where you are, Cosmin, as well, but we've got our drag queen story times rolling through our libraries right now. And they even put out a statement, we stand by them. Uh, we stand by the the knowledge and the, the, the reading comprehension that we're promoting, even if it's a book about how uh, black people are murdered by police. That's what it was last year. I'm not sure what the book is this year. And then you got the mayor of New York saying, that he, he's talking about drag queens like they're philosophers of our time. You know, it's, a, it's great that these libraries and these schools are upholding uh, reading comprehension and the, the tools to grow up. And it's like, what is, what's going on here? And I don't know why, <laughs> I don't know why it's such a point to be like, yeah, the kids need to know about this. They need to have the man dressed as a goblin and or, you know, satanic ritualistic monster. And we need we need that. We need to expose him to that like peanut butter at an early age. Elon Musk's son, by the way, he's 18. I know I mentioned this earlier. He's going from Xavier Musk to Vivian Jenna Wilson. He doesn't want to even keep Elon's name because of how bigoted he is. And he's just 18. So a little uh, dad, I hate you mixed with I need to be famous, I think, as well, going on there. Uh, James, I wanted to ask you about um, some of your gun protest videos and also another round of applause for James's video numbers, just killing it without corporate backing, without being a slave to the corporations, man. James is just yeah. out there doing it. Um, You're too kind. Thank you. you. Know, credit where it's due, as I said. After I messaged James the other day for picking out a watch when Joe Biden fell over. <laughs> And you were focused on the type of watch that, uh, I don't know, his Secret Service guy was wearing. Unbelievable, James. Um, no, but the, the, these questions that you're asking about gun protests and um, at gun protests and about school shootings and uh, you're at anti-gun protests. We're in California there when we're asking these videos. Do you think that they have a solid grasp on what actually is going on? regarding gun laws across the country, the type of guns that are being used, the functionality of guns, where they're banned, why they're banned, or is it sort of like, I don't like the look of it, I, we need to get rid of these things, like it is up here? Um, look, I, I think I think a lot of people, you know, they, they, they come at this from a point of, like, compassion, like, they, they want to solve any issues that are happening. If there's children that maybe die because a shooter goes into a school, I mean, this is obviously evil, terrible, terrible stuff. However... Oftentimes, what we're seeing with these with these protesters, with these anti-gunners, is they know very little about firearms. They know they they for the most part they think these uh, AR uh, rifles, AR-15 platforms, which is going to be the most common rifle in North America specifically, I guess. But 
you know, there's there's about 100 million semi-auto rifles in the United States, or at least maybe rifles in general, but uh, these people know very little. And uh, so a big goal is to go there and just kind of maybe educate them on what a semi-auto rifle is, what these people are using, how many uh, total gun deaths in the United States. I mean, we're a country of 330 million people. We have about, on, on average, maybe around 350 to 400 uh, you know, deaths using a rifle in general. So that's not just like these scary black guns. Uh, it's just rifles in general across an entire year. And a lot of the arguments tend to be pretty disingenuous, but a lot of people, they're not, most people aren't trying to lie about stuff. I think they do have an end goal, which is just ban every single gun because their argument is, oh, well, you can kill people with that gun. Why do you need that? Well, you can kill people with any gun. Um, so they tend to be pretty bad blanket arguments. However, they have pretty much their their arguments pretty uniform in focusing on the rifle first and then focusing on everything else the end goal tends to be an overall blanket gun ban 100 percent, like you're seeing in canada uh however that's a little bit scary to admit right so they take off bit by bit and they let it slip here and there where they say we don't want any guns but for the most part they try to take it off bit by bit which is it's a it's a good strategy and you know what Sadly enough, that strategy works because a lot of people are good. They buy the argument of, oh, they just want to take that. Okay, fine. If you take that, uh, we'll let you take that. We'll compromise. Well, the truth is, once you do that, they want the next thing. They want the next weapon. Um, so it, it's been a, you know, we go out there on the street talking to people, debating with some people, and just kind of exposing some talking points that they have and kind of sharing some talking points that I have as well. Cosman, do you have any hope left for gun rights in Canada? It's such a bleak situation here. Uh, they can't ban things by functionality because they can't figure that out. Um, so they just go with the gun list. What do you think people can look forward to for our gun laws? Well, <clears throat> look on the bright side, uh, Justin Trudeau's handgun ban led to a massive sale of firearms in Canada, mm. totally you know, flying in the face of the intent of that legislation. Now, whether it's going to work and whether it can be enforced, uh, we'll have to see. You know, they banned all these rifles uh, a couple years back. The police have not bought back the weapons. You know, it's estimated to cost, it's going to cost the government billions of dollars, uh, if I remember correctly. So it, it'll be uh, interesting to see. And, and we do have gun rights advocates speaking up in Canada. But obviously, our government, uh, the Liberals, with the support of the NDP, are hell-bent on gun control. And uh, just recently, there was a d Democrat uh, congressman who, who stated plainly that the Democrats' end goal is gun control, and, and we see this in the U.S. But unlike the U.S., Canada doesn't have, excuse me, a Fourth Amendment, so we're not protected by a constitution. Uh, to have firearms. And Justin Trudeau made this uh, very clear when he said, you don't have the right to defend yourself in mm -hmm. Canada. So we're, uh, it's, it's a very different situation. I think it's more frightening in Canada because our government just has so much centralized control over our lives. Yeah, James, did you see that when he said uh, you, you don't have a right to self-defense with a firearm here? Um, Another government right. official said that you don't have the absolute right to own property in Canada while they were talking about uh, seizing Russian assets. So a lot of non-rights we have. It's a really good time <laughs> to be here. It's, it's quite, that's, that's quite literally the reason why we have the Second Amendment is to protect all of our other God-given rights in the United States. I mean, that's, that's, that's the big reason. And, and it's, it's hard for a lot of people to grasp that, right? Do you need an AR or a semi-auto rifle for that matter? 
to defend your home necessarily when you could have a shotgun or a pistol? Not really, but that's in, in the United States, you know, the, the goal is to prevent what we've seen in um, Cuba, what we've seen in Venezuela, what we what what could potentially happen in, uh, you know, Canada or the United States in the next 50 to 100 years. But not just that. I mean, I think there's countless examples of governments going tyrannical and oppressing their populations. And it turns out that that's a lot harder to do when the population is well armed. And that's what the founding fathers in the United States realized, which is kind of unbelievably impressive because that was a while ago now. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what the, that's what they saw. But that's kind of just human nature, if you actually think about it. That's the direction things just naturally go. People want more and more power. There's also the fact that we have literally sent money from Canada to Ukraine. Obviously, the U.S. has a lot more, but for weapons. And Canada wants mm -hmm. wants to pay for javelins and javelin missiles, which are not cheap. They're $50,000 a missile. And even a provincial government gave money to Ukraine. So it's okay for Ukraine to have as many weapons as they want to defend against Putin, but nothing like that would ever happen here. Everybody loves each other. Uh, the government loves it's us impossible. specifically. Um, everyone, even though Russia touches with us in the Arctic. For those who don't know, Stephen Colbert's team went to the Capitol to film some things. They were led in by a team of government officials led by Adam Schiff, I believe. They were done what they were doing. They got thrown out for not having proper press credential credentials. They came back at night and weren't supposed to be there. They took pictures, they took video. Triumph the insult comic dog, like a guy who runs a puppet was there. Um, and, a and obviously there wasn't a riot outside the Capitol when this happened. But do you guys see the parallels between basically the same crimes that people are actually being charged for for January 6th? The trespassing, the taking photos and video. And it's not that I'm saying that these are all good things. What I'm saying is I don't think we're going to see people sitting in jail for a couple of years from uh, Colbert's team. And I don't think that they're going to call it, you know, the darkest day for democracy ever. The, uh, the darkest day on Capitol Hill. And we're going to have to, there is a video Tucker was playing the other day of a montage of government officials on CNN say, saying um, how they have tra emotional trauma from this. You know, AOC said she feared for her life being like two kilometers away. What do you guys think about this? <laughs> uh, well, I, I mean, <laughs> let's see, let's see. If it's if it's the same, let's say, I mean, obviously, you know, riots are bad, um, but if you're getting, if you're receiving the same charge, let's say, uh, but because it's on a different day, you're not spending time in jail or prison or solitary confinement confinement for that matter uh, that seems a little bit unfair i mean i'm not necessarily sure that i would in general advocate that anybody uh, with that charge would spend time in prison or solitary confinement or anything like that but i mean you know i, I think i think the inconsistency of the punishment is the point if these people were conservatives they this would be national news everybody would be talking about it. it'd be going non-stop on cnn and most more it's most likely that they would have been uh receiving a much larger punishment colbert was saying i believe last night that it was just you know they're doing a puppet show they were getting you know streeters inside the building and it, it's nothing to be worried about cosmic what do you think uh before you get canceled for answering this question <laughs> You know, at, at this point, it's just tiring to point out the double standards. Um, there's a great saying uh, that it's not hypocrisy, it's hierarchy. They just think that the same rules don't apply to them, 
uh, and the same punishments don't apply to them. So when we see these uh, people during Jan 6, YouTubers, uh, people who are live streaming, who you could call media journalists, most definitely independent journalists, but nonetheless, they get pro persecuted. They get uh, thrown into jail. They get uh, the worst treatment. They get treated like terrorists when they're just in there uh, shooting videos. And the same thing happens with a very liberal, a neoliberal uh, outlet and show, and they get a slap on the wrist, you know, a little bit of negative media attention, but they protect their own. The media protects their own. The Democrats protect their own. James, uh, you're on a trip somewhere. Do you want to tell us where you're going and what you're doing and who you're doing it with? Yeah, I'm actually in <laughs> Philadelphia right now. Um, we love, I'm all in right. Philadelphia right now. Yeah, yeah, and um, I'm gonna. I'm just hopping between East Coast. Honestly, it's it's uh, a lot of my videos will do street interview videos, and we'll be talking to people all across uh, Southern California, generally speaking, whether it be San Diego, Los Angeles, Orange County. Um, it's just nice to kind of change it up and see what other people across the United States mm -hmm. are saying. So we're going to be hitting D.C., we'll be hitting Philly, we'll be hitting uh, hopefully New York if I have enough time. And uh, we, got, we got a lot of videos planned, but we obviously have some Supreme Court decisions that are mm -hmm. coming up. And, uh, you know, abortion's a, a big conversation in the United States right now with the possibility of Roe v. Wade being overturned. So we have some of those videos coming up. So a lot of hot topics to touch on. James Klug, Storm's Capital, gotcha. Um, <laughs> no, make sure to check out his videos, of course. It's an oddity that James Klug's videos do less than 200,000 views. Cosman, what's coming up for you? Uh, you? Paying close attention to this conservative race, you think it's pretty much over. Anything else you, you're looking forward to, Canadian content-wise? Well, I, I think you know we're gonna see the parliament go on recess for the summer. Uh, but there's a lot of big issues in the air. Uh, Trudeau wants to censor the internet, so Bill C-11, C-18, those are definitely on our plate. We want to keep uh, our eye out on that. Also, generally, negative international attention that Trudeau has been receiving, it's almost weekly, uh, whether it's his handling of the Freedom Convoy, the use of the Emergencies Act, and now uh, the censorship regime he wants to put in place. Also, he got blasted in Congress a couple times for his uh, gun control uh, measures. So I think those are the main things. Definitely the conservative leadership race is picking up, although it seems to be uh, predetermined. Uh, everybody uh, ha knows who, who is, is looking like is going to win. So uh, keep an eye on, out on that, but you can check out all our work at, at tnc.news. Of course, and Cosman Zerdza, if I can try to pronounce it professionally myself, on Twitter. And James Klug is all on Twitter, and you can catch his clips on Instagram and YouTube as well. Very fun to talk to you guys. James, I don't know if you're allowed in Canada yet, but we look forward to seeing you in the coming months. Um, just get four vaccinations, bro, and you'll be all right, I think. And we can uh, get you up here in a blimp or something <laughs> otherwise. Cosman, thanks for coming on. Nice to talk to you. And I hope to have you guys back again soon. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Cause why are y'all all so predictable? Everything's political. Why are y'all so sad and miserable? I think you're mad because I'm happy. You want me unhappy. Just maybe I'm not the one that's crazy. Maybe it's all y'all that think man can't have.
babe 